Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. I'm a contributor at Forbes covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing. Our guest today on the show is a bright young social entrepreneur named... Mark Horashevsky, and he is the CEO and founder of Moving Worlds. Mark, thank you very much for joining us. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Devin. Well, the pleasure is all ours, and we appreciate you making the time for the show today. Uh, Moving Worlds is doing something that I think is uh, novel and exciting, but you are creating a marketplace where people can find volunteer experts who then get an opportunity to... to volunteer using their expertise. And I find this very, very tantalizing. Tell us a little, a little bit about it. Sure. So the, you know, the, the basic premise is we kind of step back and look at the idea of global development. One of the biggest challenges is a lack of access to skills or, or to expertise. And so what we're really working on is motivating people to use their vacations, their sabbaticals, their career changes, um, or even some of their, uh, you know, corporate time to go volunteer their skills with, you know, nonprofits or startups or social enterprises or accelerator hubs around the world. Uh, and in exchange, can get an immersive um, travel experience in that. Free place to live, free place to stay, and, and of course, connections to, to people in, um, in the local community. Well, this really is a wonderful, wonderful idea. I, I've done a little bit of volunteering in, in uh, recent years, and uh, whether I'm volunteering locally or abroad, I, a lot of times I end up doing simple manual labor. And, and there, I, I feel real value and connection in that. But I also worry that I'm not contributing what I could be at, at my max when I am not leveraging my skills and and you know if you're using a, you know, an out of shape middle-aged guy to uh do manual labor i sometimes wonder if that's the best use of me and and that's the problem you seem to be addressing is trying to tap into expertise how did that come about yeah um you know, I, I guess like every organization, it's got a story. Um, I actually, about five, six years ago, I had applied for a, a fellowship program with the Acumen Fund, which I still think the world of, but um, made it into interviews, but I wasn't accepted. Uh, and so I thought, well, maybe I'll go create my own fellowship. So I spent a year traveling and volunteering, uh, and really my focus was to spend time in social entrepreneurial communities, what made them flourish, what made them didn't. And along the way, I actually met uh, Dirk Nord, who's the co-founder of Moving Worlds. And... We kind of connected over this idea of, you know, they're small organizations uh, and they're always, they're always asking for money, but, but sometimes they need an accounting system first or they need help with their operational costs. And we thought, well, maybe there's a way to address that, those challenges for especially earlier stage organizations or ideas or initiatives. And those are often talent challenges. And, you know, the, the kind of famous question that, that Dirk asked me was, are, you know, are, are there a lot of people like you going and, and doing this, traveling and volunteering? Uh, he had come from the finance side and he knew that there were lots of organizations that needed it. And we said, look, it, it sounds like an idea worth validating. So, uh, yeah, kind of a, a, a happenstance meetup. And, you know, here we are about five years later. 
with uh, with a, a matching website to help people do that, and, and also supporting a couple of corporate programs that are now really embracing this idea of um, you know fueling innovation or diversity of thought and leadership development using these types of experiences. So, uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, some of the kinds of volunteer opportunities or expertier opportunities that are being requested on the matchmaking side today? Sure, so we, we tend to see four main types. Um, you know, the, the very short projects are like a training. Uh, maybe it's a startup accelerator or uh, that, that wants to provide their, uh, their startups with marketing uh, expertise or some technology coaching. Then we'll see some projects that start to get a little bit longer like consulting, so maybe a, a, a organization in a scale process of trying to figure out their operational costs, how do we get those under control? Uh, and then we'll see some people that are that have a very specific project, like I need help with a website, or earlier I mentioned accounting systems, set up an accounting system. Uh, and then sometimes we see people that ask for very uh, long-term projects. Uh, like we've had smaller startups say, look, we need a CFO for you know a year to help us get all our finances in order so we can raise you know financing. Uh, and, and continue to scale. So they tend to fall in one of those categories. Now, uh, Mark, I'm going to ask you just to step uh, a tiny bit closer to your laptop so we sure. can hear you just a little bit better. But it really is a great program that uh, you, you've got running, and I think the uh, the idea is great. Tell us a little bit about who the volunteers are. Uh, it seems to me it could be anyone, but but who is it? who does it appeal most to, and, and uh, how's it working? Sure. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the focus is, is anybody with, with skills that they can demonstrate. So typically we are like our, our biggest group are the, the young to early career professionals, two to 10 years of experience. Maybe they want to switch careers. Uh, maybe they're looking to get some international experience to help kind of build up their promotion package or, or their CV. Um, on the kind of on the total opposite side, we see very late career professionals, early retirees, uh, who you know have have enough to, to to live on and now really want to find a way to give back. Uh, and then in the middle, we, we do see some more mid career professionals, but we know that they're also they they're typically ones with families or or kind of in these mid level management positions, which sometimes are harder to step away for longer terms from. So they they definitely come, but not as much. And then I'd say probably our 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 smallest segment is the uh, our students uh, who are maybe uh, like graduate or just going into a graduate program or, or just exiting a graduate program and doing this either to help kind of run out their curriculum or, or kind of before they step into a full-time job. How do you measure expertise? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we um, we, we don't. We, we ask you to demonstrate it to to an extent, uh, you know, add a profile, add, um, add your portfolio to your profile, um, show it in some way. But what really happens is after a match is made, we don't say, all right, Devin, time to go buy your plane ticket to, you know, Moving World to Columbia. We say, hey, get on Skype, uh, have a conversation, work through this planning guide that we've created. And in that process, you really dive down into more and more detail about the project scope and the expertise. And that's really where we really leave it up to the field organization to say, is this the right person for us? Uh, and uh, and and they're in that you know partnership starts to get created. We've checked for verification and communication, um, and that's really when a when a person is 
also able to decide, is this the right organization for me? Are, are the organizations, the sponsoring organizations, are they providing any help at all with uh, lodging, food, transportation? What's customary? What are you seeing among your uh, the outfits needing volunteers? Sure. So the, the one thing that all projects have in common is that they don't charge you to volunteer. And, and then from then on, we say we, we encourage uh, the organizations to provide as much as possible. Typically, that ends up being a free place to stay. Um, it's gone all the way up to include a return flight. Uh, and it's kind of gone all the way down to be like, well, I can offer you a couch in, in my place. Um, it very much depends on the organization. Some startups are one people with no resources. Um, some are you know, multinational NGOs with you know, thousands of employees. And, and so each one's able to offer a little bit different. And what we try and do on the platform is let every organization be able to explain what they're capable of, of offering. I notice you have some fun search tools so that people who are interested in a particular uh, service type or particular geography have an easy time searching through the site to find the opportunities that would be a good match. Yeah, so, you know, everybody's different, right? Some people are like, give me Colombia, and I don't care, and I don't care what cause. Other people are, you know, give me a marketing project for three weeks, I don't care where it is. And so we, we not only create filters um, so that you can do that, but, you know, the biggest challenge that we have is people really want to see a, a, a crystal cut project, you know, be, before they really apply, before they go do this. And Quite frankly, the chance of that project being posted live on the website at the time that you're searching for it is pretty small. Uh, and so what we do by collecting those searches and information is then actually go out, work with our partners to say, hey, this month, you know, we've got 100 people interested in Southeast Asia. They're looking on average to go three to six weeks. Here's some of their profiles. Do you have a project for these people? Um, and we make about a third of our matches in more of that kind of custom way. Um, you know, ask any startup what help they need, and there's no shortage of tasks. And sometimes they just need to see the right profile to, to come forward with the project. So those, those filters are not only helpful for the user, but they help us kind of get smarter and make sure we're putting the right projects on the platform. Is there a, uh, any opportunity for married couples to uh, go together? Have you ever been able to match people up to uh, you know, a pair of people to uh, two opportunities? Yeah, and we've done both two people in the same place, um, but different projects, and then we've done two people on the same project. Like, you know, one was Liz and Dan, one was a designer, one was a developer. They got to really work together to help a startup in Indonesia offer services to small businesses. Um, other times we've seen people go together and work uh, in, like, the same community, but one's maybe working with a school and one with an accelerator. So um, usually in those cases, we'll, we'll take the one with the more challenging skills you know, get get them matched and then work through our partnership network to get the other match. But yeah, it seems to be a, a, a really cool um, experience that couples have. And I know my wife and I have expert hearing on our bucket list. So we're, uh, we're looking forward to, to copying some of our expert ears. For sure. I, my wife and I uh, experteered for a year. We didn't know it was called that, but <laughs> we did. We spent a year in China at uh, South China University of Technology. Uh, oh, wow. uh, three or four years ago. Great experience. So I really would commend this as a great uh, way for people to find uh, fun opportunities to really give back. Uh, tell me a little bit, uh, I want to just shift gears a little bit and talk about you personally, uh, Mark. You've, you've really 
accomplished a lot, especially for such a young guy. I wonder if you would just uh, tell us, answer a few questions. But first, you know, as you become a role model to other people, I wonder who you look to as a role model. Um, that's a good question. I, um, I almost want to come back to your first statement, you know, that, you know, Dirk's my co-founder. He's, he has even more experience than, than I have. Um, and um, so our early team members, um, you know, uh, have been just incredible for us. Um, and a lot of them came with prior experience in this space. So um, I really, it, it's the team, I think, that, that's really come together and, and done so much. Um, you know, as, as for role models, um, you know, I take uh, one of our first experteers to me was a total role model. Um, he, you know, he, he had a really promising future um, in architecture, took a very kind of unorthodox path. And you know, was was the first person to to ever uh, to ever kind of jump onto our platform. And uh, you know, his name's Drew. Most people haven't heard of him, um, but I I just his spirit of the what's most important is the process, not the reputation, and the measurement of impact, not my own accomplishments. And his focus on that, just through his experience, um, taught us so much as a company. And and just to work with somebody who is so talented and so humble, um, you know, we reflect on his experience all the time. Uh, you know, on, on the other side, uh, and, and maybe cliche in this space, but, uh, you know, Jacqueline Novogratz and, and her work with, with Acumen Fund. Um, and then there's a, a group in Seattle that's a, a, a younger, earlier stage investor called Upaya Social Ventures, and their leader is Sachi. Uh, the, the focus that um, they've really helped steer in the impact investment field to instill dignity uh, into others um, and really let people create their own solutions uh, is not only very inspiration from, inspirational for me to see as a leader and see them in action, but I think also to, um, to have uh, uh, learned from them and the great work that they've done in the field. Um, and that's really been a platform that we've been able to build on top of to make sure that we're doing these things the right way as well. Yeah, I can't help but think, as smart as you are, as successful as you've been, that if you had chosen to do something else, you might have made even more money. If you had said, I'm going to set aside, uh, you know, my desire for social good, and I'm just going to focus on making money. Why have you chosen to do this? Why, why, why do you care about making the world a better place? Yeah. Um, you know, I, when I grew up, I, I spent a lot of time volunteering. Um, and I actually attributed a lot of kind of my earlier success to volunteering. Um, you know, the first term, time that I was leading a, a team at, at, um, at a marketing agency, my, my second job out of, out of my master's program, um, you know, I had already managed teams and bigger budgets through volunteer experience. And that experience was just so valuable to me. And, and I know I made an impact along the way. So I, I really became passionate about this idea of there is a way to kind of grow yourself while also making the world a better place. And, and um, you know, uh, certainly I live in Seattle. There's a there's a tech scene here where a lot of startups um, are, are going for a lot more money than, you know, than, than we are. But just having been in the field and spend that time volunteering, just seeing the transformative experience that comes in these engagements. Um, you know, in, in, in my first two jobs, I saw tax do a lot more money, but actually seeing the impact in the field, it, it felt like, you know, there's there's a way to, to do both and, and I'm happy with less things. And um, 
and uh, and you know, and I have a wonderful wife who's who's you know also uh, also has a has a full time income, and you know we've kind of committed to you know we don't we don't need to shoot for the the stars in terms of making millions. We we've, we've heard some some reports that you know around that you know different income levels, you can just kind of level off there and 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 live a good healthy life and and really be proud when you look back on your life thirty years later. So. We've kind of heard that and read that enough that we decided to, to kind of stick that path as a couple and um, certainly couldn't have done it without her. But um, you know, I think the, the main focus is, has just really been, you know, find passionate work, make sure it, it contributes to the greater good and be able to put food on our own table. If we do that, we'll, we're confident in the future. Fantastic. Now, last question. Uh, as I look at you as a successful person, uh, I and everyone else who's listening wants to learn from you something that we can do that would enable us to have more impact. So what, what's something you do every day, a habit, a pattern that, that, that we could incorporate into our own lives that we could copy from you? Sure. Um, you know, it, it's actually, it, it's kind of a funny, timely question. I've, I've been reflecting on, on some of my daily habits recently. Um, and uh, in talking to some of my team members, um, you know, one of them especially is uh, he's incredible at asking questions. His, his name's Baron, and I feel like every time I talk to him, I, I start to realize all the things that I do wrong. Uh, and that's certainly not his intent, but <laughs> I by far make the most mistakes out of anybody else on my team. And I'm starting to get into a habit of, of looking back on my mistakes from the day before, uh, just kind of embracing those, and um, and then doing a quick kind of mental checklist of what went well on the road to that mistake. What went poorly on the way to that mistake? Now could I learn from it? And what I've realized in, in kind of the, the last couple of months of doing this is that the um, it, a uh, I'm I'm able to sleep a little bit easier at night, kind of giving myself um, uh, a little bit of uh, of hey, it's okay to, to to make mistakes and to sleep better with that. But then at the same time, it's it's really kind of fostering a learning environment. We don't make that mistake, that same mistake again and again. Um, and so. Uh, it's probably in the mindfulness category, but just trying to give myself a little bit of room to breathe, but also keep improving as a person. That's a, that's a great uh, issue. You know, I think everybody struggles with that a little bit and trying to find that uh, sweet spot of being able to live with and accept our mistakes and learn from them both is, is a really healthy attitude. I think that's a great insight for us to contemplate and add to our lives. Listen, uh, Mark, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, before you go, tell us how people can uh, find uh, Moving Worlds and learn more about it and connect with you. Sure. Um, you know, we, we'd love to engage with you on, on movingworlds.org. Um, you can come in there. We've got our contact information plastered all over the site. We really mean that. Um, email us. Ask us questions. Um, if you prefer Twitter, uh, then you know, find us at, at Expert Hearing. Uh, and, uh, or if you want to just catch me, then I'm at Mark Roshofsky and you know, really, we, we value any and all feedback and comments and connections. So, Devin, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. Really appreciate you being with us today, Mark, and uh, uh, wish you every success in the great work that you're doing. All right. No, thanks so much, and, and all the same to you and all your great listeners. So, thank really you. appreciate it. Now, let's do some good. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devinthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World.
Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other change maker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.